Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close to the Raiders. And Papali would be inappropriate. And the score! He's done it! He's done it! Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the Raiders' official podcast thanks to OAC Digital. Round two of the NRL sees the Green Machine travel to Townsville to take on the Cowboys after that fantastic first up victory against the Sharks on Friday night. And wasn't it great to see a huge crowd out at GIA Stadium, 15,000 in total, to see the boys get the win. Joining me on the podcast this week for the first time is Lauren Pritchard. And isn't she excited about being here? Lauren, how are you? Well, thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me. No problem. Great to have you. And joining us from the Raiders playing group, Trey Mooney. How are you, mate? I'm good, thanks yourself. Yeah, fun, uh, wonderful, thanks. Uh, let's start with uh, that, that win on Friday night and just... Before we go into the specifics of the actual game, um, Trey, you were on the sideline uh, watching the game, 15,000 crowd. The atmosphere was pretty good. Yeah, no, definitely. No, it was good to see a good crowd. Um, a good turnout for, for round one. You know, all the boys were excited as well. You could just tell there was a good atmosphere in the place and, you know, it was exciting. It was uh, really nice to see um, a couple of big milestones celebrated on the night. We had, obviously, ja- uh, Jackie Whiten playing his 200th, Hudson playing his 50th game, and then uh, a couple of debuts. So um, for the debut side of things, it must have been something where you look at that and go, wow, I can't wait for my chance. Yeah, definitely. You know, it just every time someone debuts, you know, um, it just makes you more and more excited. You know, it, um, it sort of uh, gives you a little bit more of all motivation to go out there, you know, and you know, I, I'm put on the green jersey. Obviously, Brad Schneider and Josh Hodgson are out this weekend, which is disappointing for them. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think uh, obviously, you know, Hodge is a massive, uh, you know, a massive loss aside. Like, you know, uh, he can't be replaced, and also Schneider as well. You know, he's de- he's definitely worked, uh, worked hard all preseason uh, to be playing. You know, and it's just unfortunate. But you know, at the same time, it's another opportunity of someone else. And you know, I'm sure whoever fills into the spot, you know, I will fill in fine. Yeah, it's a real disappointment for both of those guys. Obviously, Josh Hodgson. Good news in the fact that it's not a long-term injury, Lauren, and you know he's only going to be out for you know two to three weeks, which is a huge plus for us. Very much so. In the broadcast, they were saying it could have been an ACL and could have been out for the rest of the year, which have been really disappointing considering he's not here next year. But luckily for us, he will be back around four to five, so that's great news for us. Yeah, that's right. I mean, um, Hodge was obviously, the, and the doctors and medical staff were just taking the precautionary approach on Friday night and just didn't want to risk him going back on the field if it was something serious. But, you know, Hodge is such a competitor, isn't he, Trey? You know what he's like at training. He'll be, he'll be yeah, itching to get back out there. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, Hodge is probably, probably the best competitor, you know, I've ever seen. You know, he comes in every day, you know, works hard, and he works extremely hard. His preparation on and off the field, you know, he's a... Uh, you know, he's definitely one of those players that you know that you sort of idolise in that sense, and you know he'll do, he'll be surely missed this weekend, I reckon. Feel for Brad Schneider this week, Loz. It was his homecoming, really. He's from up that way in Townsville. All his family would have been, you know, pre-buying tickets and getting ready for the game. But uh, I mean, the, the the great thing about Brad is he's so young and he's got so much footy in front of him. So although he'll be very disappointed, um, you know, I'm sure he'll be back um, hopefully in round three. Yeah, very much so. It was dis- so disappointing to hear that, and um, the fact that he played really well on um, on Friday as well, and. Yeah, it's a, a real shame considering that, um, yeah, being, he'll be back at home. But, um, yeah, he'll bounce back. He'll be back soon. <laughs> All right, let's have a look at that match on Friday night, 24-19 to the Green Machine. And, uh, obviously, the team got out to an early lead trail. I think it was 18-6 at half time, And um, they scored some good tries in that first half. And Jack White was just on fire in his 200s. Yeah, definitely. You know, you know I think... Uh, I think it showed, you know, Jack Wyden came out, you know, with the oh, the points are proven, you know, and I mean, he did that. I think it was also good. There were the, a lot of other fellas that, uh, that really stood up. You know, I think James Sheila played extremely well. I think, um, I think, I think 
I think Nick Jotic played, um, you know, I played a great game for his first game, um, you know, up back in the green. You know, so no, it was awesome to see. I really liked and I was really happy for Semi Valame in that game. Mm. He had an opportunity to play in the centres, uh, NRL level for the first time. He almost uh, got across early in the game, but then he was able to score a try and um, that'll just do wonders for his confidence because he's such a, a threat on that edge because he's a big body and he, um, and he can get himself in between defenders when he's got the ball. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I think that transition to the centres has actually, uh, actually been really good for him. You know, like you said, you know, he's a big, he's a big body, uh, dynamic move as well. You know, so I think, I think him, you know, building time and you know, building a combination in the, in the center of whoever his wing pairing is, you know, will just do better over time. Now that Hudson Young try, you're in a perfect position for it. How yeah. good was it? Yeah, no, it was awesome. I remember being on the sideline and um, a few of us boys, you know, seeing it go through. We thought it was a nothing play. You know, you know, you know Hudson played short into Moko, then all of a sudden, the, the you know, he, um. Flings it back on the inside to him, and all of a sudden, me and the boys are running up and down the sideline, going crazy, you know. No, but, no, but it was awesome to see for the boys, you know, just to have that sort of that excitement back, you know. I think it was, yeah, it was a great bit of vision by Hudson because um, obviously the defence were, you know, had eyes for Jack coming out the back, and and I thought it was going to Jack, and I think probably most of the defenders did too. But Hudson, um, he, he sort of looked at Jack, but he he threw the sort of no look pass to Tomoko, and then um, Maddie was able to use his strength and get it back in the inside for Hudson. So that was some good eyes up footy from Hudson Young. And I think it was good to see, like we're down nineteen eighteen, we weren't just looking at the field goal, we're looking to attack. There's still a few minutes left, so. Yeah, it was awesome to I'm, see. I must admit, and I'm sure you were the same, Trey, you would have been pretty nervous when uh, Matty Moylan slotted that field goal to put them up in front because we'd done so well to get ourselves into a winning position and it would have been pretty heartbreaking to lose that one. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. But it was even weird on the sideline for us because it felt like, because we were dominating the game so well, it felt, didn't feel like we were losing it the whole time. You know, they always felt like the boys were in the contest. So even though, you know, um, Matty Moylan slotted that field goal, still felt as if there was still some fight back in, you know, and there was. Yeah, exactly right. I, I, the same, I had the same feeling. I felt like we were always probably in a position to win that game. It's just that little lapse just after half time that um, I'm sure Loz will um, be addressed this week and try and come out a bit uh, firing in that second half because it's such an important part of the game, that little transition after half time. Yeah, very much. So we scored just before the break to get that good 12 um, 12 point lead but then yeah to watch when the Sharks got some possession they then put on some points but um, yeah it was so great to see that we hung on there. <laughs> it, wouldn't, it would not be a Raiders game without some sort of madness right at the death and we saw it with James Schiller's tackle. Um, he was able to get underneath Matt Ikevalu and then with the help of his um, edged uh, defenders there um, they were able to hold him up and then uh, put him over the sideline. So, I mean, that was great relief on the sideline, but it must have been really good to see for James, who was on debut that night, contribute with such a big play. Yeah, no, it was awesome. You know, it was awesome to see you know, that you know, when the moment came, you know, James really stood up. You know, the, the game was on the line. You know, he really seized the moment. You know, and it was good to see all the boys, you know, in the final minute of the game, uh, you know, um, everyone in there are making that effort. 24-19, the Raiders over the Sharks. Great to get that first win at home at GIO. All right, talking to Trey Mooney here on the podcast this week, thanks to OAC Digital. Trey, trying to find out a little bit more about you. Oh, Trey no. Mooney, give us the Trey Mooney story. Where are you from? We know you're from mm-hmm. Western Sydney. Give us a bit of an insight into where you're from, where you grew up, and, and how you got into footy. Uh, well, I was, well, I was born and raised in Liverpool, Sydney. Um, you know, uh, what else? Um, what else about me? Uh, I was I was never much never much of a footy player when I was younger. You know, I was always playing on the street and stuff. You know, my friends, my brother, and stuff like that. You know, uh, you know, um, I never wanted to play footy. You know, Dad always tried and bribe me to play footy and stuff, but I always told him, no, nah, I'm not doing it." You know, and then one day I decided. You know, I think I was about ten years old. I said, "Look, you know, Dad, like I'll finally play footy." 
And, you know, and all of a sudden he realised, you know, that either paying me for tries was a bad idea. <laughs> you know, so then, um, you know, no, but ever since then, you know, I stuck with it, you know, f- you know, really found a passion for it. And, yeah, yeah, um, it's, it's taken me here ever since. You know, I was a, um, I was a cabin at a, a two blue uh, junior, you know, uh, pretty much my whole life. And then, you know, uh, going to Westwood Sports High School as well, you know, which, uh, which really helped me uh, develop my footy. And, you know, as soon as high school finished, you know, I was, you know, I was a para junior most of my life. And then all of a sudden, you know, I had the opportunity to come down here to the Raiders and here I am. How did you end up here? That's a great question. Um, we had um, uh, one of our coaches, uh, Troy Whedon, you know, is also uh, who works around the club. Um, he was um, he was he was one of our coaches at school, and he obviously seen, you know, the, you know the sort of person I was, you know, sort of the you know uh, the character I was as well, you know, the, you know, and and also the footy player, you know, and he was obviously you know pretty excited to have me down here, and you know, at the time when school was finishing, I was you know wasn't sure what was happening, and I thought to myself, you know, I want to want to push myself up, you know, I'm outside of my comfort zone, so I thought moving away from home, moving away from mum's cooking, you know, would, you know, would do that the most. Yeah, that's a great well, great story and a great way to find your way down here. You've, you've really settled in, and um, last year, um, New South Wales Rugby League started to stream a lot more of the junior rep matches, and um, fans got an opportunity to watch the SG ball team throughout the season, and you guys, um, you know, did such a great job, not only to perform during the season, you went through and made it to the grand final and, and won that competition. I mean, that must have been... A pretty special moment, and you picked up man of the match in that game as well. Yeah, no, it was awesome. You know, I played and played in a played in a few home mats and a few SG ball comps. You know, and I've lost all of them. You know, I've lost them, lost them one grand finals, and you know, it was finally good just to win one. You know, especially with all you know the you know the boys you sort of play, you know your age and stuff like that. You know, playing with Xavier and Caleb. You know, you know, and all that. Like it was awesome. You know, so it was just really good to go all the way. You know, and really to have a good team around you as well. You look at that group of players that played in that grand final last year, like you guys were, you know, between 18 and 19 years of age, and now you're turning up here with, you know, a, a fair few of them and, and training every day and all trying to take that next step on your journey. Is that something that's been really good for you, to, to be able to come in with that group of boys who you know so well and, and make that transition a little bit easier? Yeah, no, it's awesome. You know, I think I think it's good because I think the whole idea, you know, that our success, our success breeds success, you know, I think... It's just awesome to have those boys around, you know, because we know what it's like to win there and we know we're trying to produce that here as well. So to have that, you know, that sort of, uh, you know, that, that crop of young, talented players coming through, I think it's exciting. Tell us a bit about your pre-season, how you found it and also with the trials, like you got some minutes in both of those games. How did you find just the past couple of months? Yeah, no, it was awesome. I think this pre-season's, uh, you know, unlike any other, you know, because obviously we you know with the new, the new staff coming in, you know, which is, which is actually, I think it's been a good, good refreshing change, I think, as well. You know, but the preseason was obviously, you know, a bit disrupted here and there with, you know, getting COVID and, you know, all these things. I think I was a close contact twice or whatever it was, um, you know, so missing a few weeks. But no, it was good. I think it was good to finally have, a, I think, a larger preseason than I've had before. I think last preseason as well, you know, I was, I think, week one I got injured, I uh, done my knee. And now it was awesome. I think even just playing in the trials that, you know, oh, that was good as well. Just being able to, you know, I'd be out there, you know, and sort of test myself against, you know, more experienced players and, you know, get, and building some combinations, you know, with hopefully, you know, with what hopefully will be the future. We've talked about this a few times um, in various different parts of the media, but obviously with the COVID changes this year and the restrictions and, and the amount of um, players that come in and out of training due to close contacts and we see Brad Schneider this mm-hmm. week, I mean, an opportunity at some point is going to present itself and I'm sure that's something you're looking to keep your preparation up for and, and make sure you're ready when you get that chance. Yeah, most definitely, you know, uh, obviously things aren't ideal these days, you know, obviously COVID comes, COVID goes and, you know, that's the same with a lot of the boys. So I think, you know, when those moments do come, you've just got to be ready and just, just, just as all the boys are, you know, you've just got to be ready to go at any time. 
yeah, I can't wait to see you get a crack, mate. To be honest, it's um, it's a really good um, squad we've got here at the moment. And you've got some wonderful players playing in your position at the moment. But you will get your chance, so I'm sure you're just uh, looking forward to you know taking that moment when you get it. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. You know, I've always said you know when the moment comes, I'll grab it with two hands and run. You know, but you know that's just you know I'm just about getting there. You know, I always say to myself, it's not about it's not about if I'm going to debut. You know, but when. Yeah, it's a great attitude. We'll talk more to Trey in a moment. We're going to preview the Raiders and the Cowboys. You're listening to Behind the Limelight, thanks to OAC Digital. <laughs> Round two, Raiders and Cowboys, 7.30 on Saturday night in Townsville. No doubt it's going to be quite humid conditions. Uh, for anyone who watched the, uh, the game on the weekend between the Cowboys and the Bulldogs, you'd see the humidity level would have been through the roof and no doubt a few kilos in sweat uh, lost from both teams there. Uh, trade this week we see uh, obviously with those uh, outs Schneider uh, and also Josh Hodgson Matt Frawley comes back in at halfback but another guy uh, obviously who gets an opportunity is Adrian Trevilian who'll make his debut from the bench uh, Trev gets an opportunity and uh, I'm sure the boys will get around him for it yeah most definitely you know it's obviously it's obviously going to be an exciting time for him and, and us you know I came down here with Trev you know when he first came down from you know from Townsville and stuff so now it's exciting to see, see how far he's come what can you tell us about him? He's, uh, he's, he's a bit of a favourite amongst the boys. The boys like, don't mind giving him a bit of stick and stuff, but he always takes it in his stride. Uh, no, Trev, no, no, Trev's definitely a character, you know. He's, um, well, well, what is he, almost, almost 21 now, looks 45, but, you know, you know, but he's awesome, you know. He's, no, no, generally, I've, you know, I've lived with him, you know, pl- played around him, you know. You know um, he's been a mate of mine for the past few years now, and now he's awesome. With the game coming up on Saturday, um, what do you know about the Cowboys? What are the biggest threats? Did you watch the game on Sunday? If I'm being honest, I didn't actually watch the game. I'm not much of a, you know, not much of a footy watcher in general. But you know, obviously, obviously the Cowboys, you know, definitely have a, you know, sort of large and sort of mobile forward pack as well. You know, they also present some speed outside. You know, with you know, you know players like Hamaso and uh, I'm in Valentine Holmes. This weekend, uh, this week's preparation. Sorry, no doubt you guys have been talking about the the changing conditions and the team's travelling up Thursday. You'll have a session up there Friday um, and just get prepared for that game. And I'm sure the 17 guys that play, um, you know, they'll know that the conditions are going to be fairly different than what we're used to down here. Yeah, no, definitely, you know, but obviously, you know, those are the adjustments, you know, that uh, you know us as players have to make, you know, obviously in, even in our training, you know, we, we need to be more cautious of, you know, you know, just, you know, I'm at ball control, you know, you know and I mean, I catch pass and stuff in that as well. Because, like, the other day, I think we were practising passing, you know, with soap on the ball and stuff. You know, but it's good. Yeah, no, it's a good little um, drill, that one. I've seen them do it before, before we go to Townsville. It just gives you a chance to see what that ball's going to be like. Because the humidity up there is so thick and it gets so hot up there. So even at 7.30 on a Saturday night, we're still in March. So it's going to be quite a warm one up there. Um, What do you think this week in terms of um, the performance from the team? What are the things that we need to be better at uh, this week than than what we showed last week against the Sharks? Obviously, we we got the win, but there was a few areas I'm sure we're working on. Yeah, definitely. Look, I think I think if we can just put together, you know, a longer, a longer, better performance, you know, as last week, you know, we did have that patch where we sort of fell off just a little bit. But you know, I'm sure the boys will make those adjustments this week. You know, I think if we can just, you know, really, I really, I ramp up in our day as well. You know, build, I build on what we done last week as well. I think, I think the boys will do well. Lauren, uh, Joe Tarpany and Josh Papali were huge um, in both of their stints on the weekend. But I thought Emre Gula and uh, Corey Horsburgh also really contributed uh, off the bench. And um, Corey's another guy that was in the Cowboys system for a while. So I'm sure those two guys are going to be um, really needed again this weekend as well. They were great on the weekends. Just great substitutions to have for the, um, Joe and Josh as well. So when they came on, we didn't lose anything, I didn't feel. And I thought they had some great offloads and were great in defence. So. 
Elliot Whitehead played lock tray on the weekend. He's usually played on an edge, but that allowed um, Corey Hadawira-Nida and also um, Adam Elliott to share that um, back row position on the right. Um, no doubt um, that's sort of a similar thing that you guys have worked on this week and Elliott getting that combination in the middle of the field. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, um, you know that, that transition for Smell in the middle, you know, is, I think you know, I think it has been a good one. You know, he's obviously... I think one of our stronger ball playing, you know, our forwards as well. So, and due to our style of play, you know, we like, you know, we like to throw the ball around, like to, you know, I like to move it around. I think, you know, having him in the middle of that field sort of gives gives us more of that option, you know, to play to play a bit more footy. There it is, Raiders and the Cowboys, seven thirty Saturday night at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. All right, podcast prediction time. After round one, I am off the mark. I had Jack Whiten for a try last week, and he scored in his two hundredth game. Uh, Rosie had Tom Starling scoring, unfortunately she missed out. And uh, Adam Elliott, who was our guest last week, um, had Nick Kotrick down for a double. Um, but unfortunately, uh, he didn't get that as well. So I'm off the mark with one. Loz, you're representing yourself and Rosie this week. What have you got for us? Okay, I'll just change mine on the run here, but I'm going for a Trev try on debut. Yeah, okay, coming off the bench. Yep. Yeah, maybe just before or after half time, I think is when we'll see him. So Adrian Trevilian darting from dummy half to score on debut. Trey? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, uh, I'm gonna nick for a try of a Jack White and Grubber. Oh, that's a good one. We saw one of those in the trial game. So, I think against Manly when he turned Jason Sarver around and, and got that try. So, here we go. So, it's a. I'll tell you what. If you get that, you get two points because that's a, that's a tough one to pick because you've gone for the try and try assist. So. We'll give you two if you get that one right. Uh, I'm going to go for Elliot Whitehead to score. I think um, just the way that he played the other night, he's got that versatility of um, being a catch-pass player, but he can also run the ball. And a couple of times he almost squeezed his way through on the weekend. So I'll go smell a try up there in Townsville. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this week and listening to the podcast. Trey, um, thank you for taking your time to have a chat to us, and we can't wait to see you get an opportunity at some stage. No, thank you for having me, and I really appreciate it. No worries, Loz. Well done. Uh, first first cab off the rank for the podcast. Probably more nervous than Trey, <laughs> but did a great <laughs> job, and we'll uh, see you in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. No worries. There it is, behind the limelight. Thanks to OAC Digital. We'll catch you next week.